it's time to meet up and catch up at the Weekend Water Cooler. Now, here's your host, Gene Bolduck. Okay, welcome, welcome at long last to the Weekend Water Cooler. I am Gene Bolduck, your host, and I'm just catching up with with Penny Rich, my favorite uh, guest on this week's senior ACC basketball and uh, um, and, and uh, lawsuit uh, correspondent, legal correspondent, Penny Rich. Um, yeah. Penny, you know, we were just talking for like, you know, two hours before we started finally recording, <laughs> um, you know, about these uh, various things. Uh, so many things to cover. We'll never get to all of this this week. But I have to say, um, you know, other than a, a, a terrible, terrible train wreck of the literal kind in uh, in Ohio and Ohio, yeah. um, which is which is just so awful and inexcusable. I I will tell you, um, and I'm I I feel so strongly about this that I'm very happy to put it out on air. And uh, anybody wants to take this and they know how to do this. Here's a million dollar idea and please consider it my gift to the world that I thought of it. Um, <clears throat> I happen to live right near these train tracks that are here at Blackwood station. And so do you, anybody in Carborough lives very near train. That's track. right. Coal train. And, um, you know, all the time that I worked in downtown Durham, um, I, I was responsible for the safety committee for my organization and, I would say, well, you know, we have to put this disaster plan in place. And, and you know, everybody's like, oh, geez, you know, it's it's like a bunch of adults planning a fire drill is how they looked at it. And I said, well, you may think this is not important, but, you know, every day when you go, when you leave the building uh, to leave work and go home, you are in spitting distance from these railroad tracks that lead right to the train station in Durham and I don't know about you, but I don't think that everything that goes across those tracks is just Amtrak. Um, uh, and all of a sudden, I had everybody's attention because it occurred to them that, yeah, there could be a major chemical spill and we would be responsible for evacuating apartment complexes and so That's forth. Right. It That's focuses right. the mind. So I'm watching this story about Ohio and I thought, well, you know, uh, it's a mile from my house to the end of my street. And then I take a right and there's um, New Hope Market and there's the railroad tracks. I can walk there from here. Even I, <laughs> with my bad knees, I can yeah. walk there from here. Which means, of course, if that kind of disaster were to happen, it would, of course, it would affect me very directly. So here's, here's what I'm coming to. That's the million dollar idea. I looked, I can't say exhaustively, but I did look and I wouldn't know any way that I can look on a website or on an app and find out where there are uh, trains carrying chemicals of what they're transporting yeah. passing near me. And I, it yeah. seems to me that with GPS, that's an app that is waiting to be developed yeah. and it would work very much like gas buddy where yeah. people could report incidents that are near them and it could be, you know, crowdsourced. Maybe I should, maybe I should uh, submit a, uh, a proposal to Kickstarter. Cause I really think this is something I really feel after watching this, seeing how many, how many 
derailments there have been there have been thousands in the, in it's it's this is so interesting that you're saying this when i was on the county commission um we talked about this we talked about knowing what chemicals were being yep and um i, I think you, you remember mark markopoulos uh championed this too he wanted to know what was yep. in what was in those trucks and what the uh, what the what was in those cars and what's what they were transporting and it was very difficult. You can't get that information. Uh, it's not easily available. Even at the uh, government level, you can't. Right, right. Because right. they're they're transporting very, very dangerous chemicals and they don't want you to know about it. And that's that's the long and short of it. But we were because we were, we were talking about this. There are a lot of trains that go through Orange County. Um, I happen to live 50 feet off of the train tracks that um, transport the coal. Um, right. to UNC, which, um, right. you know, um, our, our Holden Thorpe wanted to get rid of those, that that coal burning plant when he was uh, chancellor. And um, you know what happened to Holden. Um, so, uh, you know, we're still transporting cars and cars and cars, I mean, train cars of coal um, on a weekly basis. And I, you, I, you could count them here. So that all that track is only the coal track. There is nothing else. There's nothing that else that goes on that track. There is zero on that track. It is just coal. Um, but at the same time, you know, I agree with you. I, I think that the Amtrak uh, tracks could be, um, you know, transporting who knows what, right? Yeah, I have no, I have no idea. And, and I, that's the track I don't know what you. the regulations are. Right. Now, passenger track well, versus... That's a big problem, right? right? Because of the regulations that were, 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 you know, the the Republican Party doesn't like regulations, and Donald Trump loose lightened up the regulations right. on on these um, trains, and all of a sudden, you know, they're like, right. wait a second, what like, happened? What do you mean, what happened? You did this like is one of the, one of the reasons that this particular disaster is so disastrous is because that train was was over a mile long. It was 147 or some such Horrible. 150 cars. You should never be permitted to have that many cars if you're transporting chemicals, especially that could explode. And, right. and breaks from the from 50 years ago and no exactly. no regulations on what what when the maintenance is being done on these cars. Right. Because the, the multi-billion dollar train industry doesn't want you to know this. Right. Because right. they just want to make more and more money. And, and I, I swear, and, I, I, I am I am at a loss about this. I'm trying to come up with an analogy that that demonstrates how utterly ridiculous this is. And the best I have so far is that it is it is um, unclear to me. I'll put it that way, how it could be, for example, if shipping that is done by way of trucks on the highways, which cannot be separated from ordinary people in passenger traffic, you don't have a separate highway system for freight. And if you had um, conditions on highways, things like crumbling bridges that could that were falling down on highways and I, I don't know, any cracking roads and uh, various dangerous conditions on highways. Why would the trucking industry be against keeping the highways in good repair when they use them every day and depend right. on them? Mm -hmm. That that it it is irrational that the people that it's 
it's not the wouldn't be the drivers. I mean, they're the ones who are going to get killed in those bad conditions, right? So, sure. so I don't get it. I it it has to be so that the people working in the railroad, the people you know those people, they don't have one sick day a year. I know, isn't that amazing? Be away from work. I, How in I the was world listening is to that. that even permitted? Department right. of Labor. Their, their union is not strong. They have they can't take a sick day. There's no you have no sick days. At, it, if so what you is it? You the, you get COVID and you're out for two weeks. You don't get paid. You're, you're fired. And you don't, or you or you don't make any money. I mean you you have you're no just, sick time. Just unpaid. You're just unpaid. You just yeah. That's it. And then maybe when you come back, you can have your same job back. I, it's just a, I don't know what happened to that union, but that just got. Uh, I, I crushed crushed and they yeah. that union has been telling over and over again t- talking about how unsafe these trains are and how unsafe the tracks are and how unsafe the brakes are they kept talking about the braking systems and you know it just went unheard it just it's horrible and now we're dealing with really an environmental disaster uh, because we don't know, you know, we were talking about Camp Lejeune also before um, yeah. before we got on. We don't know what's going to happen to people that li- that live around there that had to breathe in this chemicals. Now they did do it was it was somewhat of a controlled burn of the chemical because they couldn't. I guess that was their best way of getting rid of the of disposal the chemicals. But yeah, but but we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what that. I mean, we we see that that animals are dying, that fish are winding up. Upside I mean, and down. that was immediately. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then they let people go back to their houses after five days. I mean, I don't know. I, I think that our, I also think that as a government, we needed to do a little bit more. I mean, this should have been called a disaster like right away. Well, uh, you know, not, not what, a couple of days happen, later. What's going to happen in Ohio is this. The United States government is going to end up buying the town of Palestine, Ohio, and they're just going to you know, put a fence around it. And it's going to be a super fun cleanup site for 20 years. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be uh, Chernobyl, like the town of Chernobyl. Horrible. But it is because you can't, you can't ask people. First of all, these people are going to have to leave town. They don't feel safe staying there. They shouldn't. No. And no. they, you know, I, I think that it's like eminent domain. I mean, I think that they have a right to receive compensation from a combination of Norfolk Southern and the United States government who, who combined to allow this to happen. That's right. But the, the rail rails didn't want to give any money. They were were saying something like $25,000. This is a multi-billion dollar company. And they were, they wanted to give $25,000 to the whole town, not just individuals. I mean, it was, it was ridiculous. Cause that's hilarious. They were trying quickly. Let's, how do we, we but they did send flowers to the uh, nursing homes that were affected. Isn't that nice? Yeah, that, it's, so, that's so, I mean, it's, it's so sweet. Yeah. Well, listen. Speaking yeah. of train wrecks, um, uh, my my timer and I are having a having a moment here, and we're just going to take a, a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to discuss the other train wreck that Oof. I was thinking about leading into, but never got to, which is the uh, Dominion and uh, Fox News lawsuit. Uh, we're talking with uh, Penny Rich, our favorite uh, basketball and legal correspondent. Here at the Weekend Water Cooler. Please don't go away. We'll be right back. You're listening to 97.9 The Hill. Okay, we're back with, with Penny Rich, uh, who um, 
is trying to contain herself before we talk about this next topic, which is, I, I just say this every morning now, thank God for Dominion voting <laughs> systems. Dominion yeah. voting systems, when I heard that they were filing this lawsuit, and more importantly, I saw the CEO of Dominion on 60 Minutes, maybe you did uh, a few months ago, and he talked about why they were filing this lawsuit. Uh, the lawsuit, of course, is uh, a defamation suit. And I, right. I do, as, as a trained journalist, I know a little bit about the standard here. A very high bar, a very difficult, it's the malice, the actual malice standard that they have to meet. So they uh, filed this lawsuit against Fox News because Fox News uh, uh, between the election and, you know, yesterday uh, has run stories, had guests on their program who were lying their rear ends off. Um, and they have been talking about how Dominion voting systems, they have falsely accused Dominion voting systems um, of switching votes, of dropping votes for only, they only drop votes for Trump, of course. Of course. Um, and that these um, these uh, malfunctioning voting systems uh, were somehow the reason why the worst president in the history of the United States lost his election. He lost. Mm -hmm. That makes him a loser. He lost. He's a losing loser who lost. Yeah. And he's holding up her hand L on the forehead. So, mm -hmm. um, so you know, that's what happened. Dominion says Fox has, we, they, they wrote demand letters to them. They said, you're wrong about this. Here's evidence refuting your claims. You need to go on the air now and, and take it, take it back. That's the first step in a defamation suit is to contact the media source or whoever published the wrongful information and, and demand that they take it back that they rescind it, that they publicly apologize and explain that they were wrong and the other, the other party's right. Well, of course, Fox did not do that. Right. And um, as a result of filing a civil lawsuit, there's a little process called discovery in lawsuits where it's basically, I'll show you mine, you show me yours. And Dominion wanted uh, somehow had reason to believe that people at Fox News knew that they were putting out false information and that they did it anyway. And that is the malice standard. Uh, if, I, if I run a newspaper and I run a story and I say that Penny Rich, who is a public figure, well-known in the community, has a public reputation and a lot to lose if she did something terrible, and if I say that Penny Rich um, was, you know, in possession of and selling child pornography, that's, I think, about as awful as, as you can get. Um, and I say that on my radio show or I say it in my newspaper. And then you contact me and you say, Gene, that's 100% false. Take it back. And I say, no, I'm not taking it back. Um, I know it's I know it's false, but I don't care because I have these ratings. People right. are really listening to my show now. They're really buying my newspapers and they they believe me. So 
I can't, I really can't take it back. I would lose a lot of money if I took it back. And I'd sue your ass off because I'll tell you what, <laughs> that right. is exactly. That's exactly what, what's happened here. That That's exactly what happened because, you know, uh, Fox, Fox knew that they were, uh, well, Fox always lies, but Fox in this case really knew it. And Rupert Murdoch said, right. of course we knew it. Of course we knew it. Um, now he, had, I love, I love his deposition. He says it wasn't Fox, and then he says it was, it was me. It was this person and this person and this person and right. names everybody. Names everybody. But not only that, Gene, they were dumb enough to have it um, uh, in text. They were dumb enough to have it right. in emails. They were dumb enough yeah. to like. I mean, it, I don't know when people uh, put stuff in text and emails. Do they? Do they not think that that's public? Are they record? this dumb? Are they saying, I, you know, I, I listen, really, when I we rob the bank, yeah, sure that you um you go to the side entrance because the security camera won't see you there. Uh, did you get this message and you say, yes, side entrance, no security camera, bank robbery, Tuesday at four o'clock. Got it. Right. <laughs> this is what they're doing. I'll this leave the door what, open and for Because you. they thought they obviously, come on, they thought these were private messages that no one would would ever gain access to because they're idiots. I mean, this is the thing that, you know, this is, you've got to understand Hard not to come back to that central point. Well, because you have to understand how technology works. I, I mean, you know, people say, Oh, I, I don't want to put this code in because if you don't think that on, on your computer, that everything is out there already, I mean, it's hard to really protect information, yeah. right? It, personal information, especially it's very hard to protect it these these bozos didn't even try to protect it no there was there was no they, they didn't That's, even try it's not even about being stupid i think it's I think arrogance it's just about shamelessness and arrogance to think oh well they're yeah. not going to touch us no now, one's going to sue us no one's going to mean now let's let's think about it from murdoch's point of view murdoch is is uh looking at this and saying well you know i mean it it was it is again this is a, an exact quote it wasn't about red or blue. It was about green. This was completely a money decision right. on his part. He was asked, did you know about this? And could you have done anything about it? And he literally said, yes, I knew about it. And I didn't do anything. I, you know, just write the check right now. You've lost this suit. The, they're going to, this is going to go in front of a jury which Fox has, this lawsuit was not filed the day before yesterday. This has been many months oh, yeah. of, of litigation and hearings and findings. And again, and again, and again, you have to know that Rupert Murdoch has offered a substantial settlement and that Dominion has had, Dominion, can I just say, is much more in the news business than Fox quote unquote news ever was. ever was. They are much more interested in this information getting out. God love them. Uh-huh. Absolutely. And you know what though, Gene, I, I. They're like going to bankrupt Fox press. news. Well, maybe, maybe I want, I actually want to see all those hosts get bankrupt. That's what I want to see. Because they went along with this as a Tucker Carlson. I mean, he's there. 
you know, Sean Hannity, they all did. I want, I want to see Dominion go after them personally as well and get, make them. Make yeah, them I don't know how the suit, maybe we can find that out at some yeah. point. We'll come back yeah. and talk about that at some point. I don't know if they're named uh, personally in the I suit. They are. Yeah. Um, as, as being responsible, they certainly should be. Uh, because just like little Jean at WCHL, they are responsible for the content on their programs. I'm pretty confident that they're listed as executive producers on their program. Yeah. And, you know, they're not, they're not reading a script that somebody else wrote. They're reading a script that they wrote. And, and now here's, here's a little tidbit that I bet you didn't know. All of the primetime hosts on Fox, that's Tucker and uh, Hannity and Laura Ingram. Laura Ingram, who I'm sorry to say went to my high school in Glastonbury, Connecticut, but you know, oh my goodness. just you can't, not everybody can be a gene. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Laura and, and all, all of them. Uh, and I think, I don't know if it was uh, Judge Perot, Judge Janine or, or, or not, but uh, uh, they all got together on January 5th, 2021. They were ready to sign on to a joint statement to be issued by the network saying that they acknowledged that Donald Trump had lost the election. And yeah. because they knew about all of these plans to storm the Capitol, they knew about it, all of them. And they they thought this is getting dangerous. They put together a joint statement to basically to, to tell Trump's followers, don't do it. He He's not telling you the truth. He lost the election. Biden won. And there's nothing, the, the primary thing was, they were going to put together, they were going to issue this statement saying there is nothing that Mike Pence can do about this. Mm -hmm. He has a ceremonial job and his job is to announce the count, not to substitute his wishes for it. And there's nothing he can do. So don't expect him, don't, you know, Trump should stop demanding that he uh, reverse this. There's nothing to be done here. Uh, Joe Biden is the duly elected president. They were going to do that, but they didn't. Mm. They had that right in their hands to prevent that terrible attack. They could have done it, yeah. yeah. And they didn't do it. And, and, you know, they have to live with that. They do. And I'm trying to see, trying to find a, if Dominion is actually going after the hosts while we're speaking. And they are going after uh, Sydney Powell. The, the, she, she sued also. Dominion yeah. is, is suing her, who was, I guess, an attorney for uh, Trump at the time. But I thought for some reason in my head, they were, go, they were going directly after the, the um, hosts also, but I could be wrong. And I guess, I guess uh, uh, Fox will protect, protect their hosts because that's how they make their money, right? Well, they're paying for the, I'm mean, sure they're paying for the defense. The legal defense, yeah. But yeah. you know, is is the one point one or one point two billion, one point six billion rather, is that right. going to really um, put Fox out of business? Well, well, I'll I'll give you the numbers on this, and then we'll go to our next break. Yeah, they're being see. sued for one point six billion dollars, billion with a B, in actual a. damage. Right, actual damage. Um, then it will be up to the jury if the jury awards that actual. If the jury finds in favor of the plaintiff, Dominion 
uh, and they award those actual damages, okay, they get that. Then it's up to the jury to make an okay. assessment about punitive damages. Fox News is worth about a little over $10 billion. I, I'm thinking that sounds like the right number. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Does, does maybe 50% more than that. They can yeah. pick any number. And of course, it'll be appealed immediately. But oh, right. Um, right. But it's a solid case. And it's almost all on paper. It's not the interpretation right. of eyewitnesses about whether you were at the corner of 4th and Elm on Thursday the 5th um, or anything like anything as subjective as that. It is all paper. And that's any any lawyer will tell you, Penny Rich, that's a bad spot to be in it's, as a defendant. Not good. Um, and, and you know what Murdoch is thinking? Well, you know, so the company goes out of business. I've got 10 more and I'm almost 92 years old. And what do I care? Yeah, what do I care? Yeah, what does he matter. care? Well, I'll tell you yeah. what, we do care. And we oh. and, our, and our sponsors care. And so we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to 97.9 The Hill, the weekend water cooler. Please don't go away. We'll be right back. Okay, it is March and there is madness, but we're not mm -hmm. going to get to that madness. The one you're all thinking of, we're not going to get to that right away. We'll come back and talk about that. But I did want to mention the um, the the real kind of madness, the um, th this terrible murder in uh, in Moscow, Idaho, of these 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 four beautiful young people um, mm -hmm. by this guy. I don't know what his story is. The the guy who's under arrest and is presumed, I suppose by most of us to be um, the guy who did it, the suspect, the accused, right. he's the accused. Um, uh, that house where those terrible, terrible murders took place is going to be uh, bulldozed. It's gonna be leveled. Um, on behalf of everyone in that neighborhood, I would just say, thank you. Thank you for, thank you for uh, uh, making it, um, of no value for the gawkers to drive by and take oh, yeah. selfies in front of that house. You know, I, there, there's a whole sickness about uh, famous things, uh, notorious events that um, Americans, I, I, it's probably a lot of people have mm -hmm. that, but um, I, I'm glad they're doing that. I hope that everybody in that neighborhood can get back to something that's similar to normal sometime soon. What do you think, Penny, about uh, Mr. Murdoch, the attorney in South Carolina who's accused of killing his wife and son? Well, that, that's another interest. I, yeah, Have you watched goodness. any of, did you watch his, any of his testimony? I, I've only seen, I only see things, uh, bits and pieces of it. I, I put it on, uh, you know, watch it on the phone every once in a while. But, you know, from the very beginning, I, I just was, I, it was just stunning to me that anyone would believe that this guy didn't murder his family. Right. Um, but you know, of course, he's putting on a good show, and he uh, he's a, he's an attorney, and he had lots of friends, and people knew him and thought he was a good guy, you know. Um, but you know, the the bottom line is, um, yeah, it's an act. I mean, if you can't see through that, it's it's just uh, I don't. And what what what's what is it? What is he claiming his motive is? Or he's, he's say, first he says he's innocent, but what is his motive? Well, like, what, that's was a he, very important point you just made, Penny Rich. Yeah, I mean, first he lied a right. lot, a lot, <laughs> and 
he did that. And I have not followed this closely, but I learned a lot more about it by watching his testimony and the coverage of his testimony. Yeah. So once again, here's a guy who's affluent, who has the job that his father had, and then his father before him, um, effectively, um, uh, you know, much like being uh, the county uh, district attorney, I believe. Right. And um, but he was ended up being in private practice. He was uh, doing very well financially. Um, and he got addicted to painkillers. I guess it was painkillers. Yeah. Her, yeah. But opiates, you know, and right. and right. so his his argument here at when he was arrested, I was following this a bit. And when he was arrested, I said, okay, well, this guy killed his family. That's what yeah. happened here. Yeah, this exactly. Like, to me, like it was, well, they're going to, they're going to make a deal. He's going to plead guilty because this is dripping off all over him. Um, his story is ridiculous. And uh, they're, they're going to, and besides the most likely person to kill a woman and her child is her husband. So, mm-hmm. so you start with that as a statistical fact. And then you say, you know, like, was he in California or, you know, is, is what's going on here? So he started out by, with his testimony this week by explaining that previously where the police were concerned, he lied and lied and lied again. He lied over and over again. He's been lying for years because of this terrible addiction that he had and that he's so terribly sorry for it, but that he wants to be very, very clear. He did not kill his wife. He did not kill his son. And uh, like many people who are lying through their teeth, he went a little too far in denying it, you know, right. just like, Mac- yeah, yeah. like Macbeth, you know, later right. made the assessment um, that uh, uh, somebody made the assessment of Lady Macbeth, the lady doth protest too much. And that's the problem here is that when he's asked, did you kill your wife? No, I absolutely did not. I can tell you, I can tell you this. Well, what does that mean that there's something you can't tell me? There's all these things in his language and his practice. Right. Because he's an attorney, right? So he's right. That's, that's, he's a little bit too um, skillful at. And so watching this as a member of the public and ordinary person, if I were a juror, I would look at that and say, not credible. You're going to have to put on a defense that includes some other people who can say that you were at the Baskin Robbins and not at the scene of the crime, but he can't, he doesn't have any form of defense like that. So um, it's fascinating to see that they take, they're taking, or will take them tomorrow, taking the jurors, out to the crime scene, which is almost never done. That's very strange. And, um, and then it goes to the jury, I'm sure this week, and I think he'll be convicted rather quickly. Wow, that's such a, so the, the crime, so this is at their, their, their um, hunting cabin, right? Or hunting yeah. estate, right? Wasn't it? We're, we're it's so, and I, I mean, he's described one way and the aerial shots to, 
show that right. another way the ter- what the terrain is looked like right so okay so the jurors are going out and they're gonna they're gonna have have this visual and then they're gonna come back and right. deliberate a little bit more yeah i mean you know he's been lying since the very the beginning jury doesn't is, have the case yet i don't they haven't made closing arguments yet right right that's right but it's coming right. to an end though it is right i mean right. We're, we're close to an end so yeah, they will I have the, they will i think have it's closing business. arguments tomorrow which is as we're recording on Wednesday, Wednesday, right, on right. Thursday. And, you know, he could be convicted by the weekend. I mean, I just don't think they're, they're I don't think that yeah. they're fooled by this guy who's just so much like Rittenhouse. Oh, 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 I'm so sad. I'm so sorry. I got caught. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but look at Rittenhouse now. He's like a oh, star. Yeah, man, it's just a young star. Awful. It's horrible. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think you're right. I think this is going to, I think it, this was a very planned um, they're going to get him on the planned murder. They're not going to get him on like, you know, and, and he's going to go to jail. Now, isn't there another son though, that, that wasn't there or is it, am I mistaken? Yeah, I that? think so. I think that there's yeah. another son. And, uh, so pre- presumably whatever wealth this guy has is just going to go to the other kid who he's now basically left orphaned. And, um, and by the way, hiding. which yeah. I don't know who he killed first, the wife or, or the son, but I'm sure whichever it was, he killed the other one because they saw everything that happened. So the, right. the second murder was probably a cover up. Uh, a a cover up crime. Uh, Good point. Yeah. This is my this is my uh, vastly considered theory of a case that I have not followed closely. Let me say that again. So everybody, cards and letters should all go to at Gene Bolduck on Twitter and not to Penny Rich. Um, <laughs> Uh, but you know once again once again we come back to this thing of lying right and telling a lie and telling a lie and you know you're telling a lie and then you let other people tell that lie on your behalf um or you hope that they will and and you hope that after a time you know are you listening george santos you're hoping that after a time it just sort of seems like the conventional wisdom and sounds like the truth. This right. is how George, this is how uh, Santos is a member of Congress. This this is the way he's done it. He's been telling many of these same lies for many, many years now. And uh, I, I, I love listening to interviews with him where he says, um, where, where they say, well, you know, why do you keep, why did you do this? And he said, well, you know, I did it in 2020 and I got away with it. So I figured it wasn't a big deal working for him yeah it was working for him it was it was it was a strategy it was a political strategy and you know what it worked for but they all lie i mean aren't there like three or four of of people right now that in congress that they've found right there's a there's an interesting isn't it that they're all republicans that's kind of weird right that's That's a funny pattern it's a funny pattern yeah yeah Uh, Uh yeah anyway we're uh (laughs) the truth is Penny and I will be back in just a moment. We're going to take another quick break. And then we're going to talk about the only thing that really matters in Chapel Hill this weekend, which is Duke is coming to town. They are. And it's not going to be snowing. So they can't, uh, or ice. You remember that, that time that they didn't make it? I do. What a half an inch of snow on the ground. I'm pretty confident that's not going to be a factor. That's not going to happen. Not going to happen this time, but Hey, you know what? If it happens, we'll go over and get them. Penny and I will, Penny and I will in our cars and make as many as many trips as necessary because we're yankees and we know how to drive in this stuff that's right never come back (laughs) okay you're listening to the weekend water cooler on 97.9 the hill don't go away we'll be right back bye 
Okay, we're back. We're, we're going to wind up here with, with Penny Rich, who, by the way, what a good friend you are. Very generous with her time and recording the weekend water cooler. I know you all get to hear a one-hour show. It takes us about three hours to make it. It does. We have so much to say. We have it's so fun. much to say. So yeah. on Saturday, you know, it's the weekend. It is. And uh, it's the end of the regular season. And that means that the University of New Jersey at Durham is coming to chapel hill they're going to drive the eight miles um on a bus i guess so you know it's funny that you say that you you don't come in limos no the the new jersey um growing up and i think i might have told you this um my dad always watched duke and so you watch what you watch what your parents watch Right. right and so when i was growing up and learning about sports uh, you know, it was the Giants, it wasn't the Jets, it was the Rangers, it wasn't right. the Islanders, right. it was the Yankees, not the Mets. Um, and college ball, we were we watched Duke. And it's not until I landed in North Carolina that I realized, wait a second, I can't be a Duke fan. That's crazy. You know, right. that's like, right. it, doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Well, thank um, goodness you came to your senses. I did quickly, quickly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, you're, you're exactly right on that point. And that meant that in my house, uh, once a year, I would be, you know, sort of aware that once again, UCLA had won the championship and now back to watching the Boston Red Sox. Right. Golf, there you go. Right. Golf. Cause that's what it was at my house. And, and I still love all of that. Um, I had really no awareness. It's shocking to think of this even now. Uh, really no awareness of any of this until I moved to Chapel Hill from Connecticut in October of 1978. And my husband had started work at Blue Cross. We lived at Pine Gate. And he uh, worked at Blue Cross and came home, um, you know, that fall and said, well, you know, um, here's the thing. Uh, The the vibe at work is we're going to have to decide, is it Duke or is it UNC? (laughs) And this is the truth. I'm just giving you the That's why I'm laughing. Talking about telling the truth. Yeah. Here's the truth. I said to him who's your boss? Like, he said, Oh, he's Carolina all the way. I, you know, and I said, that's UNC, right? (laughs) We were at the time trying to sort out the difference between UNC and NC state. Right. And uh, I said, that's UNC, right? That's Chapel Hill, right? That's where we are. And he said, yeah, his kids went there and uh, he's, he's, I said, well, you know, just speaking as your wife, I, I would stick with your boss. Right. I think that's probably a good idea. And then let's see where we are. And well, you know, he says, I, I think that the previous year in 77, that Duke had gone to the final four. It was a big deal locally. Of course, we know that. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, but, you know, we lived in Chapel Hill. We lived at Pine Gate. Rick worked at Blue Cross and his boss was pulling for Carolina all the time. So we fell in with Carolina. And then shortly after that, uh, like in January, uh, my dad came to visit. We had dinner at Slugs at the Pines. I don't know if you ever ate at that restaurant. It was on 54, very ni- one of the few, actually, very nice restaurants in the area. And we were looking at this table of guys. And I said, man, that one guy, he's so familiar. I just can't place him. I can't figure it out. How did, you know, you see somebody out of, out of the, 
out of yeah. place with where you, the context of where you know them from. And they finished their dinner before we did. And um, the guy stood up and all the other guys at his table stood up and the, all those guys were taller than the guy that I recognized. Yeah. It was Dean Smith. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> very, very and I said, oh my God, it's the basketball team. So um, yeah, uh, we, we fell in love slowly, but certainly with, with Carolina in the way that oh, you yeah. love Carolina, you know, even when they go to the NIT. Oh yeah. No, it, it's, they're going to do okay. It was um, like immediate. Yeah. It was immediate. Yeah. I mean, you know, we were light blue right away, right away. And, you know, right. of course the kids in school, whenever the, the ACC was on and all that, you know, the kids right. don't even pay attention in school. They're just. Right. I, I really miss that about ACC tournament weekend. Yeah. Which is yeah. that everything stopped on, everything on stopped. Friday at noon. Everything and then stopped. it was, you know, the four games to start because it was eight teams at that time. Yeah. I and really I miss, so I miss that. It's fun. All right. So let's let's talk a little bit. I think both teams had their ups and downs this year. And, and I think that um, you and I spoke about this uh, maybe a couple of shows ago that it, um, the worst thing for Carolina was to start off as number one. Um, because you, where do you go from yeah. there? Right. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah. they've, they've been having, uh, they, I've been watching that they, they played pretty good in the last couple of games. Um, you know, some, some of the, um, you know, the minutes were like the old Carolina team yeah. where you're yeah. just like, they're yeah. so excited. They were having right? flashbacks. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And they were so good. And if you look at each individual player, they're so good. They're they just are. not meshing together like they should be. Okay. Here's what right? I'm going to tell you. It's going to okay. give you great hope. And it's a great way to send off at the end of our show. I think that things are beginning to come together. Not unlike if you look last at what year. their record was at this time last, last year. Last year. I know everybody's saying that. Everybody was like, oh God, oh, we God. hope we get to the tournament. Right. Okay. Right. And look what happened there. They can they can come together and gel. They absolutely have the talent to be a great, great team. They do. Um, and, and they can that, do it. Yeah, they can. And they absolutely can. And teams do rise to occasions like having your last game be Duke in Chapel right. Hill. Hey, last, last time it game. was in Durham. And we know that Coach K is probably still mm, steamed still, about that. Still, but, right, right, right. Uh, so, but, you know, no, it's, it's good. It's here. I watched Duke last night against NC State. Um, you know, they won, but yeah. just barely. I mean, there were times where oh, they were man, very that, far ahead. There it was right at the end. It was, yeah. you could almost taste it. Right, right. Uh, if you yeah. were NC State. So, uh, you know, they're vulnerable too. And, you know, right. they're kids. It's college. They are kids. Basketball. Right. Here's, here's my fervent hope. And what's, what's your I score? Say, I want to hear your score before, before I you say thank one. you, Penny Rich, for, yeah. again, for joining me. What is your score prediction? I got uh, 78 UNC, 72 Duke. I like that score. Okay. I like that score. I will yeah. associate myself with that score. I think that's might be, be 10 a, points lower than that on both sides. I think that's right. I think that both teams have been playing right. a lot lower, it's but it's not know that was, it's going to be lower. So everybody yeah, was, hoping yeah. for biscuits, just pay full price for the biscuits and quit your crying. That's right. Um, I, I'm going to say this, my, the one, the one thing I really, really hope for other than everybody having a happy and safe weekend is that nobody remembers anything about the officials on, on Sunday. I, oh, I don't, goodness. I don't want to, I don't want to know anything. I don't want to see anything about the officials being involved in anything that isn't perfect. Right. So, so just, oh, please just do the work. Right. And make good calls and, uh, and let them play, let them play ball let, and, and let yeah. them play in the same way at this end as you do at that end. 
Yeah. And, and I think it'll all be, I'm sure it'll be, if nothing else, I, I really hope it'll be a great game. I think it's going to be. All right, Penny Rich. You know, that's going to do it for us here on the weekend water cooler. Everybody enjoy your weekend. Try to control yourselves if Carolina wins. <laughs> I, I know it's hard. Uh, I'll be trying to. Yeah. Um, if you're if you're going out, especially if you're going to the game, please be safe. And if you're staying in, oh, oh definitely yeah. keep it right here on 97.9 The Hill. Follow Gene on Twitter at Gene Bolduck and tweet your comments and questions with the hashtag WCHL.